Hi, welcome to Tights Camera Action, our comic book movie podcast. Uh, my name is Kyle Scherer, and uh, with me are the other two hosts, Steph Kachias and Owen Van Edberg. Hello. Hang on a minute. Scherer? How, is, yeah. Is it Shearer? No, it's Scherer. I, I saying I've been saying that wrong for as I've long been, as I've known you. I've just been swallowing it. I've been, oh, I've just been, it's, it's just been bottled up. And oh. uh, it came oh, out. Man. That's why I actually chose Nick Fury to watch last episode, just oh. as a bit of revenge. You should have so. told me. I've been calling you that all like for years. It's not my worst nickname. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today we're going to talk about the comic book character Batman, who is in the 2005 movie uh, of Batman Begins. Batman and, uh, Begins. Begins. Yes. <laughs> Uh, which is credited with kind of like giving birth to the new genre of like adult grown-up comic book movies that take place in a more realistic world and you can kind of like watch without feel feeling guilty about it. And kind of like also credited with the idea that things should be rebooted as like dark and gritty versions of, of what they actually were. I think... There are other movies that kind of tried to do this. Uh, probably one of the ones we've, we've already talked about is Hulk. Mm. You know, they tried to, with that movie, hire a director that was going to take a comic book film, a comic book uh, character and do something more, you know, quote unquote, than just a, I guess, an action spectacle movie, which mm. is kind of what what we're, we now think of as the genre of, of comic book movies but the, the funny thing is though is that with Hulk I mean yes it was an attempt at a more serious look at it but if you look at the visuals of it like Hulk is bright green is wearing mm. the bright purple pants and they don't shy away from the visuals of it oh, and totally. if you compare that to like Man of Steel where Superman is which, which is obviously an attempt to kind of do to Superman what Nolan did with Batman and you know Superman's wearing this really dark blue suit doesn't have the red spandex yeah Yeah. no one even says the word Superman and I think that's that's kind of because it's it's trying to replicate the success that Nolan had with Batman uh as we'll get into I think that we all agree that the idea of like a dark and gritty reboot doesn't really match with what Batman begins in the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Returns actually were You've traveled the world. Now you must journey inwards. What do you really fear? Is inside you. There is no turning back. Your parents' death was not your fault. The claiming is nothing. The will is everything. If you make yourself more than just a man, if you devote yourself to an ideal, you become something else entirely. Are you ready to begin? Um, was a pick from Owen. Yes. I thought it would be good to start getting into this because I think the Nolan Batman movies have been such a large part of the hero superhero movie landscape of the last 10 years that I thought it was would be good to start talking about them. And I figured we're probably going to do all three of them at various points through mm. the show. So I thought, let's get the first one 
going. Um, I think it's important to remember the context of Batman in 2005. Yeah. That this was... The last Batman we'd seen was Batman and Robin, which is still remembered as, like, a campy mess. Like, mm. that was 97? Or 98? Yeah, 97. 97, yeah. So, um, Batman had been completely written off. Like, Batman was a hugely successful franchise in the early 90s, and then it just... Batman and Robin was so bad, it just ruined the character in the sort of, you know, general consciousness as a film character. You wouldn't see a Batman film for, for ages because it was just so terrible. And this... I think this movie deserves a lot of credit for getting people to be able to take Batman seriously again. Mm. Like, it... Yeah. But do you mean like the character in general, including comics? No, I just mean in terms okay. of the, the movie going the movie. public. Right, no, right, not right. so much the, yeah, like people that read comics are always going to be into Batman. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just in terms of the general populace who would probably not have gone to see a Batman movie unless they really did a good job of it. To me, Batman and Superman kind of, and the, the way these films have been tackled throughout the past 20 years or even earlier with, with the Donner films kind of highlights to me the big difference between DC and Marvel in general. And that is that DC characters, well, the, 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 the characters that are the most popular from DC, are, there's three. There's Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman. And... Then there's a bunch of other characters, but honestly, they just really don't have the the cultural impact as those three. And then compare that to Marvel, which has maybe not three as big names, apart from maybe Spider-Man, but but a much deeper um, uh, cavalry of, of, of different types of characters. And the big thing that people always talk about is that Marvel had they have characters that have inherent conflicts in them and that Stanley and Jack Kirby and those guys could always find something interesting about about a superhero that was more than just a guy looking out for revenge or a god mm. you know which is really what Batman and Superman are and so we when we see the films of Batman and Superman what we get are very extreme we get extremes of storytelling we get either extreme camp and extreme silliness because there's only really one way you can do that with these characters or we have to swing the whole other way and go extremely dark it it doesn't give us well and i don't know if it could ever give us if like any sorts of shades of gray and other types of interpretations that we see from the marvel universe where we can have an ant-man movie which is like a heist movie or a doctor strange movie which is going to be you know a mystic movie or all the different you know a a spy movie from captain america as opposed to um dc uh, so far doesn't look like they can give us anything more than just really really gritty Mm. or really really camp and i don't know if that's I feel like that's inherent to the characters, but it also could just be luck. Like, that's just mm. the way the, ca- the the directors have been chosen and it's gone that way. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, you're right. This is a... Batman Begins was a seminal moment for that because it was really like, holy shit, this movie's not only um, brought Batman back, but it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, not even for a comic book movie, it's a really good movie. I think that's the first time people started making that distinction where they're like... I think, uh, and The Dark Knight was like even more so yeah. the case because people were like, yeah, it's a really good movie. And even if a, 
yeah, even if it was, even if you separate the comic book part from the other part, it's just like genuinely a good movie. And yeah, a lot of people were saying that The Dark Knight kind of belongs alongside, you know, really great to crime or mafia movies. And it's kind of like more a mafia movie than a comic book movie. Uh, and yeah, Begins is a bit less of that. Like it's still very devoted to like the comic book action DNA. But it's, yeah, just a genuinely really well-constructed, well-acted, well-plotted movie. Mm. I think a smart choice of this is this is much more a Bruce Wayne movie than it is a Batman movie. Mm. Because it's about finding the reasons that Bruce Wayne decides to Oh, it's a Batman. proper origin story. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's a really good, and that was one of the things that I was watching it, re-watching it for this, and, and really going, shit, I think this is probably the best origin story comic book movie I can think of in terms of really doing it properly, mm. really, really, really solidifying why would this person do this. Yeah. Like, the movie does not ever just assume we get it. Mm. The movie makes, like, Christopher Nolan and David Goya and the creative team constantly remind you and constantly throughout the film reaffirm what Bruce's motivations are for doing this so that by the end you are completely on board that he is dressing up like a bat mm. like it, 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 it and that's awesome like that is really really it's made really clear his fear the whole stuff with his all the flashbacks with his childhood all of the the fears and the connection to the bats and all that stuff it makes sense within the the story of the film which is really cool to say i thought yeah yeah and it was it was funny in the lead up to the film uh because I mean, part of the thing that Batman Begins had going against it at the start wasn't just that Batman and Robin had been such like a, a campy, kind of reviled, famous mess, uh, but also the fact that because there'd been like four Batman movies in modern memory, it had kind of burnt through like the Joker, Two-Face, Riddler, uh, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Penguin, like yeah. a lot of like the most famous Batman villains so that in Batman Begins when we heard that he'd be facing off against like Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul, people were like, oh well, they're just like really scraping the bottom of like the Batman barrel. Uh, but those two villains were tied in so perfectly that you, you can't think of another way to do it. Like, yeah, they, they, they were both so central to like the ideas of fear and crime and punishment that... Yeah, it really just became such a more compelling story than the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Joker face-off. Which, for the record, I'm not a fan of at all. Mm. I'm a really, I'm actually not a big fan of the, um, and I know that this might be a bit controversial, of the um, uh, Tim Burton Batman and Batman Returns. I don't think they hold up. I mean, Batman Returns a little bit kind of holds up, but Batman, the first one, does not hold up. At all, yeah, in my I, opinion. I don't really like it, and I don't really like Tim Burton either. Although it is like a more restrained Tim Burton, funnily enough. Yeah, like, I don't mind him generally. I just don't think it's. I just don't think they're that good. I think the first one doesn't hold up at all. Yeah, but yeah, and it was a it was a bit of a rude awakening for me to realise that a few years ago when I rewatched it and I hadn't seen it mm. for about ten years, and I was like, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I personally never really bought. I know a lot of people really love Michael Keaton as him too, but I never thought that was a great casting choice. He just looks like a dickhead in that movie. Like I don't understand. He doesn't look like a superhero to me at all. 
Christian Bale, and, and that was the other great thing, was that this was when Christian Bale wasn't quite, he had been in Empire of the Sun and he'd done mm. a few things, and I remember thinking he was really cute and like it, and he'd done American Psycho, oh, sorry, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's American right. Psycho, yeah. So that's why he was cast. Yeah. Was for that, yeah. And he'd done that, but he was still this indie star, like he hadn't really reached peak yet. And on the, I remember on the forums and like online, and he was always like at the top of people's lists of who they wanted to play Batman. And it was one of the only times where, you know, the, the studios really cast perfectly the perfect man mm. to play this character and young enough, but not too young uh, at the time because he was meant to be young in mm. this movie, but not, um, not like a teen, teen superhero yeah. as we, we're, we're seeing a little bit more recently. Um, I really, really enjoyed rewatching this. I really loved, loved it when I first saw it and, um, and really enjoyed watching it again and was reminded at what an amazing cast is in this movie. Like I'd forgotten Rudger Hauer was in this movie <laughs> who I love and like just so deep, such a deep yeah. cast. Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman. Have they been in another movie? Oh wait, they were in that crappy magic movie together. Oh yeah. I never saw that. Yeah, and The um, Prestige. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. You're talking about the one with, um, with everyone's favorite. You're talking about Now Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, now you see me. With Isla Fisher, National Treasure. Yeah, okay. Also with <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. Mm. Uh, anyway, so, um, but yeah, Gary Oldman, who's like my favourite actor. Now, was this one of the first times Gary Oldman was playing like a good guy? Not a bad guy. Yeah, yeah one of, well, I mean, he's done it before. I mean, he, he has a very long career. He's famous for playing villains, mm. but he's played lots of different people. I mean, he played Beethoven. Mm. You know, like he played he played Rosencrantz in Rosencrantz and Gilderson or one of them. Yeah, he played Rosencrantz. Yeah, 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 yeah thanks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like he's done lots of things, mm. but he's known for playing villains. Yeah, like so, yeah. over-the-top kind of camping. Like I'm thinking of um, Fifth Element, I think it was. Yeah, or like Leon the Professional mm. and, um, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Dracula? Dracula. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Very sexy Dracula. <laughs> um, that movie's weird. Yeah, so, but it's just got, it's just awesome. It also has Katie Holmes as the female lead who wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah she's fine. I really like the scene. I don't know. Should we jump into it? Yeah, yeah let's jump do. We should. We're just talking about how much you like the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they handle the origin in a clever way because they jump between two timelines, yeah. so you don't just get a lot of Bruce Wayne as a child. You sort of keep switching between. Um, it's kind of three. Times. Yeah, you get yeah. Bruce Wayne yeah, as a child. Three, yeah, yeah. You get him when he's a, kind of just in college. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you. And get then him you get him uh, present day on disaster tourism. Yes, <laughs> Bruce Wayne like has a crisis of conscience and decides to just go look at the shitty parts of the world. Yeah, he's doing an eat, yeah. pray, love. He is. Yeah, he's doing the worst kind of rich man thing, where he's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm going to go understand the common folk." Yeah, but he steals from. He starts stealing, and there's a great scene where he's like, "You're you're stealing," and 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 it's he's been stealing Wayne Enterprise. Materials. Yeah, he's he's one of the many like I feel like he's a real hypocrite throughout this movie, and this is one of the many <laughs> things that popped up for me is like you're full of shit because he says I never became like he says I, uh, I I I learned the thrill of a crime, but I never became one of them, mm. and and they say like you know and he says I'm not a criminal. They say what do I care what your name is? You know yeah you're a criminal. He says I'm not. He says and it shows that he's stealing Wayne yeah. Enterprises merchandise. If you own a company and you take stuff from that company. You're still stealing. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. just embezzle funds. That's called embezzlement. Yeah, yeah. So you can't just do it. So, okay, so he is a criminal. Also, he stole fruit earlier, and that's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a crime. No but, no, but he makes it clear that he learns that it's that 
But that's good because he says that there are different types of crime. Different types of crime. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. So he establishes it's okay if you're starving. And yeah. the thing yeah. I like about the Nolan trilogy is that it ends with Batman kind of realizing that the whole Batman idea, or sort of Bruce Wayne realizing that the whole Batman idea is kind of it's like the trappings of his juvenile mindset where yeah. he does even though sometimes he says that he views it as, as shaded he does kind of treat criminals as like a separate species and you know the famous line from the comics is he just says criminals are a superstitious and cowardly bunch so I should dress up as a bat to scare them and in Begins it's a bit more complex than that but you can also tell he's essentially that, that. Yeah, yeah he just views crime as a problem that can be punched when in reality like you know, as, as they point out in the third one, like, if you're a millionaire, there are better ways to solve these problems than just punching, like, purse snatches in the street. Uh, but, you know, on his, on his grand tour of kind of, like, vaguely Asia, is it? Yeah. yeah. No, it's Asia. Yeah. It's definitely, like, it's like Cambodia or Laos or something like that. Mm. He's in prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, he, 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 he's there and then he goes... Oh, well, then he's found by Liam Neeson. Yeah. And, uh, man, the, the one thing that I am surprised at with this movie is how quickly they jump into it. Mm. Like, he is talking with Liam Neeson by about, I think, like, eight minutes in or something. Oh, sooner. Like, and and yeah. he's, like, training with the League of Shadows, like, really rapidly. Like, the whole movie, it actually... It packs so much in. So Liam Neeson knows he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And yeah. goes and finds him and says to him, I know you're Bruce Wayne. What are you doing here? And basically recruits him. Mm. I don't quite know what, why he recruits him to the League of Shadows. Because he's Gotham's favourite son. He will be ideally positioned to... Right. They, they have a thing about it when they're trying to... When they're trying right, to talk, right, they, right. they talk about how he's... Because he's like the prince of Gotham. That he's, yeah, that he's right. like the best person to take Gotham down. It's strategic. But also I think they do a good job of establishing that Neeson does feel like... Or Raz al Ghul does feel like a personal connection to Bruce mm. Wayne. Like he sees a lot of himself in him. And they do have kind of like... They, they share... Not, they share like loss and grief and they know how that can be transformed into rage mm. uh, but yeah, it begins his oh sorry like Ducard comes up to him in the prison and yeah. he's like a man such as yourself cannot vanish completely no matter how far you wish to fall and it's like that's a little bit German <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in my fury mode yeah. so they're all going to have slightly German accents <laughs> Uh, but he says there is a rare blue flower that grows in the mountains. Takes the blue flower, the most potent poison in all of the world. Uh, says bring a blue flower to like the the top of the mountains, and you know you can actually confront crime in a in a way bigger than you've ever imagined before, or something yeah. like that. That's his. Something like if you're tired brawling with petty criminals, mm. then then come see me. And then like later, he spends all his time brawling with petty criminals. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he goes to the mountains and uh, starts training with this League of Shadows, this mm-hmm. with Ra's al Ghul. Yep. Uh, oh, Ken Watanabe. Yep. Was Ken this Watanabe. his first role in like a Western picture? Probably, I can't I want to say Last Samurai came first, but mm. I don't know. They're around the same time. Um, but yeah, he's also in It's Last before Samurai. he became like the go-to Asian guy in movies. Yeah. But um, basically he, yeah, so he's Ra's al Ghul apparently and they're all... Yeah, basically he starts training with Ducard and there's the awesome um, fight scene on the frozen lake. It's like training slash therapy. Mm. Yeah. Slash like grief, grief counselling. Because yeah. he's like trying to get him to get over his parents' death and mm. sort of 
Uh, what, what was the famous things like your parents death was not your fault yeah 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 and, and during all of this it's flashing back to when he was a child um, yeah. and then it start also all of this sort of training bit also to when he's a child and when he first is you know gets his fear of bats yeah. when his parents are killed in the classic way mm-hmm. not by the Joker by just a guy Joe uh, Chill Joe Chill just a, a, a bum and then it also cuts back to yeah when he's sort of college age and he's come back to Gotham for Joe Chill's hearing. Yeah. Um, and it's revealed that he um, wanted to maybe shoot Joe Chill on the day of the hearing, but one of uh, one of the bad guys of Gotham mm. got to him first. Um, Falcone says hi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was going to say that I like. There's a scene with him and Katie Holmes in that in that in that bit flashback bit that I really liked where sort of she takes him in the car and they have this they have this conversation about how. She sort of gives him a bit of tough love about yeah. you don't understand the city you've been gone it's still really bad um, and I but you know but you're still a good man and then he sort of reveals that he'd been carrying a gun and she slaps him and yeah. I remember that in, for the first time I saw it and I and it still is an affecting scene now like she really slaps him really, really hard she's waits. really just dis- and then slaps, and slaps him, him again, again. Yeah. it's great and yeah. she's like disgusted in him and she tells him to get out of the car. And it's a good scene. And then yeah. he confronts Falcone in the in the bar, and you come in here with your anger. Has he, he's thrown the gun away at that point, hasn't he? He's done it. No, it's uh, a, he confronts Falcone first. And yeah. He, no, um, then no, he has a line: "No gun. I'm insulted." Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I think he th- yeah he throws the gun into the into the lake or into the into the docks. Like the, the like, river that is absolutely not the Hudson yeah, River. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's on the wire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gets the gets rid of the gun. And I saw a good tweet recently: Hudson River is sixty percent gun. Um. So yeah. So and then he goes and confronts Falcone. Has like. A really nice speech he gives about the nature of fear, yeah. which kind of ties into everything and how yeah. Bruce Wayne thinks that he, you know, Bruce Wayne can think that he can go toe to toe with people like him, but really he's got like so much to lose. Yeah. And he'll never truly understand the nature of like crime and criminals because he's coming at it from such like a Privilege. cloistered privilege yeah. viewpoint. Yeah. Falcone basically says, check your privilege. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Falcone, played by Tom Wilkinson, again, yep. an amazing actor. Great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, playing a real American character, and he's a, a British actor. So, uh, and then we cut back to the League of Shadows in the mountains. Oh, sorry. Hang on. We've got to talk about the homeless guy. Oh, oh right. yeah. Because <laughs> he immediately leaves the bar and, and goes, right, well, I guess I'd better just abandon all my possessions and disappear overseas. Yeah. So he gives his wallet, uh, he gives the cash out of his wallet mm. to, uh, to a homeless man who's played by Rade Shebedjia. Who is? I don't know who that have is. Have you seen Snatch? Do you remember the I've guy who's in Snatch? Yeah. He's Boris the Blade in Snatch. Oh, really? And he's in this as just nameless homeless guy. Uh, gives him money, exchange coats with him. Yeah. So he has a homeless so I don't, guy's coat. I don't understand the coat thing. Well, oh, I, because it comes up later, you know. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I don't understand why Bruce Wayne did it. Why, why does Bruce Wayne want that? Was that like the, old coat? the proto no, Batman disguise? I think it's meant to be like, oh, he's putting covering himself in the trappings of the poor people. I think it has to do with the conversation he just had with Bruce yeah, Wayne, exactly, which was yeah. a check your privilege. So he yeah. goes and gives his better coat to someone. Yeah. And takes the and, shitty coat. Yeah. Hmm. And then he just runs towards a boat. And then they cut to him and he's overseas. Yes. <laughs> he yeah, just gave away all his money. I don't get how he got... Well, not all his <laughs> yeah, money. Probably. Uh, probably. No, he threw it in the fire. He just runs towards a boat and then he's overseas. Well, maybe he just jumps on the boat. <laughs> st- can you stow away? It's 2005. Well, it's maybe 2008. Sure. I don't know. But anyway, he... Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one of the things I like about this movie is that... And, and like the trilogy of Nolan Batman movies is that they do kind of... 
they take the fact that Gotham is a fictional city to play fast and loose with setting. Yeah. So mm. in Batman Begins, it's kind of like, you know, it could be set in like the 40s or something because they're all talking about how the Depression happened just a few years ago, but it's still going on in the slums. Mm. And there's a lot of references to like the classic Batman sort of Depression era, yeah. like 40s yeah. era stuff. And yeah, and like... Gotham City can either be like a version of New York or it can be a version of Chicago. It's or... another thing I love about you. I love about this trilogy is the set is the the set design and the mm. art direction of Gotham is exactly it's unlike say Superman Returns where they went for this really 1940s throwback deco thing which that was mm. why I asked when is this movie set because it was modern but it had all of this really retro feel. This has a retro feel, but it's much subtler. Yeah. Mm. Like, much subtler to the point where it's actually really clever. Mm. And you don't feel like it's this jarring, you know, like... Anachronistic. A- anachronistic weird thing. You just sort of get this sense that it's this other world and it's not New York. Mm. And, like, there's just enough deco, but not heaps. I really, really like that yeah, about they, it. They, they walk that line really well. I think it's mm. also really, really great art direction. But, um... So yeah, and then yeah, we're back. We're back to um, ninja training. Ninja training, and then uh, you know it's revealed basically. So he finishes his training, and then he's asked to execute a man um, yeah. on behalf of the League of Shadows as part of like his final mm. um, coming of age and uh, mm-hmm. induction into it. And he refute. Well, he doesn't want to, but they sort of. It's when he sort of realizes that the League of Shadows maybe aren't that kosher. Yeah, they're too into yeah. it, and then yeah. it's great because. Liam Neeson is standing like right next to him where he has to like execute that prisoner they've got and he's like I will not become an executioner and Neeson's just basically like stop embarrassing me (laughs) you're embarrassing me Bruce yeah yeah (laughs) so then he he sets fire to the house and there's a a great action scene here's the next thing of my Bruce Wayne is full of shit things he says I will not be this man's executioner immediately kills not only that guy hundreds of others yeah (laughs) well Bruce Bruce Wayne's code is is, it's just it doesn't make sense like the whole not killing thing it is like yeah it's like he he has been in a state of arrested development since his parents were shot and yeah. is carrying forward this this idea of how the world works that just doesn't work which is why yeah. it's so great when he finally abandons it at the end of Dark Knight Rises but but he yeah. passes it on to someone yeah kind of but it's like well I guess I've outgrown it and <laughs> yeah. it's, it was it was kind of a nice way of saying it because yeah his, his moral code of like do not kill mm. with your own bare hands but yeah, because he doesn't People stab the guy, die. but he takes action that directly kills that guy. Yeah. There's no way that guy survived. He was chained up. He had and, and, and he set fire to the yeah, place. And yeah, and he set fire to the place, and it blows up. Like, mm. everyone's dead. Yeah. But I guess there is a difference between fighting your way out from, like, a league of... Sh- like, the guy was a bad guy, right? So I guess in that sense, Bruce is like, this guy's just collateral damage to... The League of Shadows are not cool. I don't like this. I'm going to burn this place down because these guys are effed up. Mm. And I guess this guy is just collateral to chopping his head off with a knife. You know I what I mean? That like, would be worse. Like, I, 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 can, I, I know what you're saying too, and you're right. At the end of the day, it's the same outcome. Would have been a more interesting heroic uh, if action if he'd, if he'd saved that. No, guy. but instead he saved Dickard. Yeah. Um, he saves Liam Neeson. And but his, yeah. I mean, like, America as well has, like, the death penalty in a lot of states. Yeah. So it's like. He'd probably be fine with criminals being executed, but he just doesn't want to do it himself. Mm. So it's like, it doesn't really check out when, when you start like trying yeah, to go it into it. You're right. But it's I think it's because dope. Bruce Wayne doesn't go into it himself. 
So he just like has this one rule, which I mean, he's still contributing to the deaths and he's still not fighting crime in the best way. But yeah, he he it just like lets him sleep at night. Basically, mm. I think is the point. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, he he sort of he saves him, he leaves him, and then he just. His private jet is there waiting yep. for him, and there's Alfred. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Great Governor. Alfred. Great Alfred performance. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very so cheeky. Very it. cheeky for a butler, hmm. but very good. Uh, so uh, last night I saw a movie called Youth with um, with Michael Caine in it, and he's not doing his classic Michael Caine. Hmm. Michael Caine. Uh, he's doing like a bit more upmarket. Um, which was a bit disappointing because oh. I was I was hoping to brush up on my Michael Caine skills before today. <laughs> Hello, Bruce. <laughs> what? Is he from Wales? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello, Bruce. Hello, Bruce. That's actually a bit Borat. What? Yeah. yeah. No, no, um, no. I think I think Owen probably does. Oh, don't put me on the spot. No, right, let's talk right about other stuff. When it comes up, <laughs> it'll come up organically. Okay, yeah, it'll okay. Be fine. But I think Owen's probably going <laughs> to yeah. be the winner. Okay. So anyway, he gets in his his private jet on the way home, and and he has a conversation saying, "I've got to become a symbol." And I guess yeah. this is where he's thinking, "What am I going to do to fight crime in Gotham?" Michael Caine's taking it very well. So did did he actually think Bruce was dead? No. Because he said they had him declared dead. Yeah. Mm. But I'm not sure if he actually, if Bruce was sending him messages saying, oh, by the way, I'm still alive. Because if I'm not, sure that's the second time something. he's done it to him. Yeah. Because yeah. he also does it to him in Dark Knight Rises. So we know that he's fine with Alfred thinking that he's died. It just <laughs> seems like a main trick to play more yeah, than Yeah, I, I agree. I, Alfred didn't, wasn't like, oh my God, sir, you're alive. Like, I think he must have known, well, yeah, he must have known he was still alive somewhere. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, so they go back home and uh, this is when he starts to um, concoct the plan of to be in, to be Batman. Yes. He, you know, a series of events happens. Mm. He finds his old cave that he fell down when he was a kid. Yeah. Mm. And down there, there's actually a whole bunch of space, a bat cave, if you will, because <laughs> bats live down there. Yeah. And he's like, hmm, this is a good bunch of space that I could put gadgets and things in here. That scene with um, him standing in the cave while all the bats like yeah. fuck up around his face and he's just like, kind of like, come to me, my children. Like <laughs> yeah. It was really, really stirring, I thought. Yeah, it's nice. And well, that- there's a nice big swelling of the music. Yeah. And, and, a nice and there's just enough shots of Alfred looking on, obviously being a bit conflicted about where this is all going. Am I enabling too yeah. much here? Yeah. No, and, but again, like, that's what I liked about the origin. Like, you, mm. it, it never... It takes its time with explaining how he gets to that point, including that scene, like, where he's, like, re, reconnecting with his bats. Mm. And, um, and just in general... The bats are like, we thought you were dead. Yeah. Alfred, Alfred told us you died I know. three years ago. Really how could cute. you do this to us? Yeah. I like little bats. They're cute. But he doesn't like them. He's scared of them a little bit. But um, I want my enemies to share my dread. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I he should be equally yeah, like yeah. scared <laughs> of equally scared of his parents being killed. So like, <laughs> why isn't he dead what? parents man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just dressed up like his dead parents. <laughs> what did you think of Thomas and Martha Wayne? Oh, Linus Roach, loving. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, no, yeah. no, I actually <laughs> think it was awesome casting. Linus Roach yeah. is like he's got a lot of integrity. Um, and they, they really play up the father and I forgot how much a, a key to, a key player Thomas Wayne is in this movie. Like, yeah, well, a yeah. main character almost. And it makes sense to kind of like emphasise what an effect he had on Bruce, like mm. growing up, how much Bruce sort of idolised him. And yeah, it kind of, you do feel the gut impact. And it, again, like the quality of the director, 
it's not corny, but it's still very moving. Like, mm. it doesn't really lay it on thick like it does in Man of Steel. Instead, it's 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 still very affecting. I mean, you can tell that he loved his dad a lot, but it's not... It's just not very... It's very got a Brit, very British sensibility, not mm. a very American sensibility. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so... Oh, sorry. One, one other thing I liked with Thomas and Martha Wayne is that in the scene before they get shot, so they're at the opera, and mm. it kind of like triggers Bruce into thinking about the bats and when he fell in the bat cave, and mm-hmm. he gets freaked out, and he has to leave, and then Thomas says, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll just get out of here. So it kind of made... Bruce feel like you can see why he'd feel guilty, guilty about yeah. their death. Yeah, he feels he directly like, responsible. It's like it's yeah. his fear about bats that led to his parents getting killed. So, yeah, yeah. This is where like his they psychologist did. would be like, "We're going to need another session. This is going to be a good cash cow." <laughs> they did also take him to Deflator Mouse. Like you shouldn't take him to a bat themed opera. <laughs> was that a real opera? That's a real opera. Yeah, yeah. I just assumed that was it was, kind of, like, it was made made it Mozart. Up. Yeah. The flight amounts, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, like, maybe if your child has had a traumatic experience with bats very recently, mm. don't mm. take him to a bat thing. Don't know. take him to a bat. Maybe, maybe he didn't know about the bat. Oh, although he says bats again in when he has his little. Does his dad say, was it bats again from his nightmare? I don't yeah. know, maybe he did know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then he also goes back to his. Uh, back to Wayne Enterprises where they think he's dead and mm-hmm. we, we, we get a glimpse of Rutger Hauer. Uh, as the sort of new boss and he's he wants to sell go, go public with the company mm. with the board and uh there's a great scene with the secretary and bruce um hitting on her, yeah which was great um and then he's back and um uh doesn't really want much to do with the company but would like to to be connected to the experimental science division mm-hmm. uh lucius fox's division what sort of company was Wayne Tech again? It was I can't remember. Everything. Was but like, they weren't they made a comment that it was well they were making weapons. Yeah, yeah but, but they, they say, didn't want to go down that path anymore. Well didn't they say that Thomas Wayne had like kept them out of weapons? Yeah. And that but now then they, they were, were like yeah, But now they wanted to go like back to heavy it. arms manufacturing or something was what they didn't want to do. But it seems like yeah, they're doing a lot of prototypes for the military, but they're yeah. all like defensive stuff like they're like <laughs> like the tumbler the Batmobile is, is for Some building bridge bridges, bridges. Yeah. and you know the, the armor is for uh, protecting soldiers. Yeah. So I think they're kind of like skirting that a little yeah. bit. We're like we're not making Guns, but we're just. But we did make a giant microwave emitter. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that, that is yeah. an evil thing to make. That yeah. is, you're making it for Spectre, basically. At that point, like, where, <laughs> yeah. do you, where? Do you, I mean, just because it doesn't directly shoot bullets and kill people. Yeah. I mean. it's a bomb. It's a yeah. type of ma- weapon of mass destruction. But anyway, he um, so he meets Lucius, who's played by uh, Morgan Freeman, and mm-hmm. uh, that's when he starts to see all the basically the cute, you know, the tech, the cool stuff for for the bat for the bat man mm. suit and everything. <laughs> Gets his suit, uh, gets his, uh, and that's when he says it's for spelunking. Yeah. So yeah, uh, this, like this is what I, what I'm, I wanted to mention. It's like a good point yeah. to do it as well. Is that people, yeah, have this idea of Batman Begins and the other two movies as being like, yeah, that the essential like dark and gritty reboot. But when you play him back, there's uh, there's a lot of jokes in there. Yeah. There's a lot of humor sprinkled in. Like uh, Bruce Wayne's banter with both Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman is always actually pretty funny. And even in the Dark Knight, like when things mm. are getting really grim, like Michael Caine and and Bruce Wayne are, are trading like little quips and stuff. And they they yeah, Nolan knows how to like sprinkle those moments of levity in. And then I think that's something that's been missed with 
other reboots that have tried to go that route. Yeah. Like, they just think that what made Begins good was just stripping it of all of its humour and then just making it completely self-serious. But, yeah, when you watch the movies back, the tone of it is actually a lot lighter. And that's and that's another reason why it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's not... That's the thing. Like, it's, it's not um, as... Uh, extremely gritty as you would actually think or remember. Yeah, you have some variety in there. And that's what real life is like. I mean, you know, like, so it makes more sense for it to be a little bit funny sometimes. Mm. Um, Absolutely, completely agree. And, yeah, it's it's got some funny moments. Um, Mm. He he, he, uh, tells him that he's spelunking and and very, very immediately, you know, Lucius Fox is already suspicious Mm. and he's like, hmm. Are you going to dress up as some kind of symbol of your childhood fear in order Mm. to uh, fight crime at night time? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, Yeah, he's he's been around the block a few times. He knows how these things play out. Yeah. And then I guess, really, we start to see, um, you know, uh, Bruce... This is early prototypes of Batman. Yeah, he, he just starts being Batman and kind of stuffing up a few times. I like that they do. They have a few little, like a little montage of him, like getting it wrong, and just you know, yeah. there's a sort of sequence of him, like you know, when he meets Gordon and he jumps off the building when he's trying to get away and it doesn't work. So that's how he comes up with the cape because because mm. he like you know falls down a fire escape and hurts his ribs and <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, they're yep. having like sort of trying and failing and getting a little bit better. Yeah, but he fir- his first big heist is that there is a drug drop off at the docks mm, yeah. with Falcone's men. Um, he's been tipped off. He makes contact with Gordon. Gordon's partner's <laughs> do- dodgy as as all fuck and um, he's connected to Falcone. What was his partner's Fla- name again? Flass. Flass, 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 Flass right. yeah. I kept thinking it was meant to be Bullock, but then... Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit where um, he, he's buying a falafel <laughs> from a falafel stand, Flass, and the falafel guy's like, he doesn't pay him enough. Or something. He's, it just hey, takes money from him. Yeah, yeah. he goes, oh, hey, i got to feed my kids. And he goes, what, they don't like falafel? <laughs> and I'm like, you racist asshole. <laughs> and he just like, it's really disgusting eating. Yeah. Well. Like, yeah. He's just like really going, yeah. oh, get out. Yeah, no, he's oh, gross. Gross, yeah. Um, so anyway, he um, he, he comes and, and, get, and I get, strings him up. Strings, strings up a lot of them, including Falcone against the big... You're grinning yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> this is just how I look when I smile. That's why I can't help that. I can't no, no, change no, that. You like it? Like he, he this is why I wear. This is why I wear a mask. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean like that because you were geeking out about it because yeah. it was like a big, yeah, the bat signal. Yeah, hmm. makes him look like the bat signal, which is and again like that's the other thing I forgot that the movie did was. I'd forgotten that they there, there's a scene where he goes, "Who are you?" and he goes, "I'm Batman," and he then does the thing with the. Um, you know, the bat signal. And there are actually, like, you know, comic book movie tropes that happen. Also, immediately after he says, I'm Batman, looks over, guess who's there? (laughs) The homeless guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that bit. And he goes, nice nice coat. Nice (laughs) coat. So, I think we've passed about the halfway point in a Nolan film. So, this is when... All the characters start repeating certain lines from the first half and the second half. Yeah, yeah. all the and callbacks. It, yeah, it, it begins, it's like, I think it's just the right amount. Because you've got a... Michael Caine has a couple of good ones where it's like, you haven't given up on me, have you? And it's, never. <laughs> never. Uh, and it's like used once at the start and then once at the end. Yeah. So it's sprinkled in pretty restrained in begins. By the time we go up to Dark Knight Rises, though, it's like... 
it's kind of like a palindrome where everyone will be saying the lines normally for the first half and then the second half is just them saying the lines that they've said in the first half and it's just like it's just a mirror image and it's just like it's exhausting because yeah. it's like twice a scene someone's like calling back with the with the same line as their like their scene in the in the equivalent part in the first yeah. half the mid the midpoint of the movie is the worst because you just get people literally repeating the line at one well point. I think the, <laughs> the, the middle line in a Christopher Nolan movie is always a man a plan a canal Panama <laughs> Man, Pan, Canal, Panama. Was that Morgan Freeman or Michael Caine? That was the Gestalt entity of Morgan Caine. <laughs> no, that was good. Anyway, um, she was only sixteen years. <laughs> um. So yeah, he strings up Falcone, and this is where you know, I guess, you know. Detective Gordon, or whatever he is at this stage, mm. he's not commissioner yet. He's starting to be like, hmm, this guy's actually helping. Mm. This guy's not. Because at first, when he first meets Batman, he's like, what a loon. Like, he mm. does sort of say, what? Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, he, he, he doesn't. He's starting to kind of go, okay, this guy seems to be helping. Although, commissioner, the, the actual commissioner is like, no vigilantes in yeah. my town. Yeah. Um, Which is the right response to yeah. Batman. Like, if Batman starts happening... That's... I feel like <laughs> in these movies, all of the the, the the police brass are always so prepared about vigilantes. Like, they always speak about vigilantes as if they're an actual thing that happens from time to time. Yeah, you know. But if it happened just, in yeah. real life, everyone would just be like, what the f... <laughs> I've got no frame of reference for dealing with this. There's no vigilante policy. Like, yeah. that's completely ridiculous. But it's just like, oh, great, another vigilante. Well, we'll just stamp this What's one out the, the same way. What's the vigilante policy? Yeah, same way we dealt with the last ones. Uh. But uh, I think after the drug bust is when the, the arch plan starts coming out from the bad mm. guys. Uh, we've got uh, the drugs are not actually, like, for... For street use, it's actually like this fear toxin that's being imported in, uh, which is being kind of like planned out and masterminded by Scarecrow on the ground in Gotham. Uh, so we should talk a bit about uh, Jonathan Crane in this movie Ch- now. Killian Murphy? Killian Murphy, mm-hmm. I think is how you say it. Killian Scherer. Um, <laughs> he, um, another great actor, um, playing Scarecrow. Yeah, he's playing... And yeah, Jonathan Crane, is he's like a, um, gov- he's like a defense... Uh, psych- psychoanalyst or psychiatrist who who gets brought in and defends the the, the rough and ready of, mm. of Gotham, and he's sort of yeah. hated by Katie Holmes's DA ADA because she's like you're a creep, um, and they, they have a cool few cool scenes. In the yeah, world. the way he speaks is so great because she's like, isn't it convenient that all of Falcone's criminals get sentenced to insanity and go to your asylum? And he's like, if you look at them, you'll see there's nothing convenient about their symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just got this really, really great way of speaking. His mannerisms are so off-putting and creepy. His performance is really great um, and he's really quick because he's such a, a, a interesting-looking guy. Like, he's got a really weird face. So yeah. he, he really works. And he comes back in Dark Knight Rises, doesn't he? Uh, and, and the Dark Knight. Oh, Dark he's Knight. in the Dark Knight too. He's at the yeah. very start. Yeah. He's, uh, he's just selling his fear compound as yeah. a drug. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah he's in all of The first time he whips out that scarecrow mask when he's using yeah. it to, like, take down Falcone, it's terrifying. It's creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's creepy. not nice. And I think, I think this might have been the first movie to use, like, that sack mask thing. Because it was a similar thing was used in The Strangers, the Strangers as well. Yeah. And there's been a couple more movies, I think, mostly, like, home invasion stuff. But also, like, oh, ghost movies as well. There was that one... 
the orphanage, I, I think. I don't watch any horror like, movies, so I... Yeah, the orphanage had, like, a... a sack, uh, little sack, sack kid. kid yeah. uh, but it's come up, like, a few times because it always just looks creepy as hell. But yeah. I think Begins might have been the first one to, like, use it like mm. this on this scale. So his thing is that he, he, he'll he'll sort of... Fit, he, he, he'll... He's Shoot weaponized. a vapor, yeah. He's weaponized this drug, and it makes it makes people really, really frightened. Mm. And then Andy puts on this mask thing, and they just go into they basically go insane with fear. Mm. Um, so he does that to Falcone, um, and uh, does it to Batman as well. He does it to Batman. Has Batman met Joffrey yet? It's about this oh, point, right? Yeah. But hang on a minute. So is he the same kid in the Dark Knight? No. No. It's okay. I because I, okay because I was watching this going I always thought that Joffrey was the kid in the Dark Knight. What what kid? Uh, at the end of the Dark Knight, when um, uh, Two Face has the kid and he's got the kid in hospital. Oh, no, that's, 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 that's Gordon's kid. kid. Yeah, that's Gordon's but I always son. thought that act, that actor yeah, no, was no, no, in no. the Dark Knight, and so when he came up in this, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. is he in both? No, but he's no, just some he's, other kid oh, from okay. the arrows. He's just like a kid that lives in the poor suburb. Yeah, so it's Joffrey. It's yeah. Joffrey, yeah. yeah and, he's, and he's got this weird, like, in the first time you see him, he's got like a kind of Cockney accent. Like, he's a, the other kids won't believe me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think he's British. <laughs> he is British, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but then later he has an American accent. Yeah, he's so. got a dialect coach halfway yeah. through shooting. Mm. But the um, that kid is actually a real sweetie. Like, he's he's given up acting and he wants to, he's gone to yeah. university and he says, I don't want to be an actor anymore and I want to just, like, do like um, go work for Doctors Without Borders or whatever mm-hmm. like he's a real sweetheart and yep. it's like he's going to be known forever for playing he's going to be hated his whole life guys it's not yeah. fair although uh, Ramsey Bolton is like now the new Joffrey and people hate him more there was a poll people hate oh, him right. more wow. so well, at yeah. least there you go anyway he was he started his life as a kid actor in Batman Begins there you go. he's in this movie mm-hmm. and um, I don't know then he starts to yeah with the grand plan of of um of this um so crane thinks crane that thing. they're gonna hold the city to ransom by putting spiking all the water with fear toxin and then just saying that if they don't get like a huge payoff they're gonna they're gonna disperse it with the microwave emitter but the the thing to note though is that crane is now crane keeps mentioning them mm. like in this other body of like that he's uh, he's yeah. it's not his master's plan yeah. that yeah that yeah. there's another and it's not revealed yet what it is although i'm you know it's pretty clear probably what it's gonna be Mm. so um basically the this middle part of the movie is just batman figuring out the plan and Mm. following different leads and Mm -hmm. trying to get to the bottom of of crane and also sort of rachel um uh katie holmes's character also sort of doing her own detective work and trying to figure out what's going on because he knows that she she can prosecute um, and they kind of help each other out. And this is a a early good Batmobile scene as well Mm -hmm. where uh, he has to take Katie Holmes back to the Batcave to get uh, the antidote to the fear toxin and it's just like that scene of the Batmobile like versus all the police cars mm. just absolutely like squashing them. Yeah. yeah, so that happens, yeah. So he And Michael Caine got really angry. He's like, You told me it wasn't about frill seeking <laughs> <laughs> You were only meant to blow the bloody doors off. I can't do it. I tried. I was practicing all day, and it's I still okay. can't do it. That's <laughs> alright. I've been watching a lot of clips of the trip. Does he just break two people out of Arkham? On his way out. Yeah, yeah he yeah. does, yeah. Yeah. There's a bit where he's just walking down the hallway and then like a hand past some criminals like in the in the cell and one guy looks a lot like Noah Taylor, which is weird. Oh, and then that, yeah. um yeah, and then yeah, he just breaks into a cell and then blows up a wall and says, Excuse me to the other two guys. 
So I mean, Every, it's Arkham. The walls there are made of like rice paper. Anyway. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, breaking out of Arkham is the easiest thing <laughs> in the world. So. Yeah, I've never. I, it's actually interesting how they don't really go back to Arkham, do they? In the next two movie, the Arkham Asylum. Mm. They don't. I don't think we go back there. I'm trying no, to remember no, in the other two. Movies. Oh, actually, no, because um, Bane busts no, everyone out. That's Blackgate. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they get around it by yeah they go they go to like regular prison instead. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, it was just interesting that it doesn't really come up again. But mm. yeah, they're in. They're, Kane works at Arkham Asylum, mm. and then he's got to go up to his party because it's his birthday party. And, and um, poor, poor Alfred's. Been Those are Bruce of, Wayne's friends out there, sir. Yeah, <laughs> tell them the joke, you know. Yeah. yeah. Said. And uh, and so Alfred's been sort of you know like doing tricks or whatever to keep these people um, occupied, and and uh, Bruce has got to go up and play his playboy. Role, yeah. Um, Christian Bale doing Bruce Wayne, doing Bruce Wayne, like Bruce yeah. Wayne when he's like playing up as the drunken billionaire, is like always like a really high point in these movies. Yeah, they, they sprinkle it in just enough, and it's always great. Like um, the scene where he's like entering on a helicopter with like the two, two women in yeah. like a, in the second one, and the the birthday party speech in the first one is a highlight as well. And there's a scene earlier in the film too where he actually we've skipped over it, but it's actually a really good scene where he he takes the two girls into the restaurant and they go swimming in the pool yeah. in the, in the fountain. Oh yeah, that's right. And then yeah. he buy, he's like your your girlfriends can't swim in the fountain, and he buys the hotel, and then he goes swimming with them as well. But then he run, bumps into Rachel. Mm. And, you know, immediately his yeah. whole persona drops and he's like, oh, this girl really knows who I am. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's, that's a really good scene. So, oh, and that's when she says to him, it's not, it's not who you are on the inside that counts, Bruce. It's what you do that matters. Yeah. And in typical mm. Nolan fashion, those Might words are thrown yeah. back in her face. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> throwing back in her face. <laughs> well, Take that. If you're in one of these stories, you have to watch what you say very carefully. <laughs> Every <laughs> single Whoever's... thing will come back. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, the, the other person is going to say it to you later yeah. on, like maybe in a mocking voice, but maybe like seriously as well. So you gotta you got to watch what you say. So you make sure you never say anything about something going up in flames because then later on you will be burned alive. Yeah. Like you know that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's at the party, and this is where he finds out that Ra's al Ghul's still alive, where he finds out that Ducard is still alive and that he was actually Ra's al Ghul mm, the yeah. whole time. But there's this there's this wealthy socialite that introduces her. That's him great. Too, and she's just like, this, this, this woman comes in and is like, bro, you must simply must meet someone. This is Raz Al Ghul. Yeah. Is she a League of Shadows member? No, this is what I'm unclear on. She just stands there and hangs around while they have a they have a very heavy conversation, and then she just walks off. Yeah, like, yeah. You well, seem no, fine with all of this. Hang like, on, she doesn't actually. She because it's a. She just walks off. At no, one no, no. Point. She says. So she says you gotta meet this man. Is it Raz Al Ghul? And. Yeah. You know, it and cuts to Bruce's face going, oh shit. And then it cuts to the guy, and it's actually. It's decoy it's, guy. It's, it's a, a new decoy guy. Before, before that, when she says, you must meet Razel Good, he says, that's impossible. Razel Good died. I saw him die, or something like that. And then her face just like falls completely. Yeah, she's like, like, there's like, a little moment where she's I like, have oh. committed a social faux yeah. pas. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, should have got the seating plan. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it turns out Liam Neeson is there, and then uh, Liam says, uh, "You've got a well." Um, Bruce says, they, "Your quarrels with me, leave these mm. people." And he's like, "Well, these people are all going to die anyway, but if you want to kick him out, that's fine." And then that's when he does another great sort of. Yeah. He does his fake drunk. 
Get he, out of my house. He puts on a slight Donald Trump voice, I think. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like, well, it's a little, it's like really brash and like it's these not unlike the, It's not unlike the, the voice he put on in the, uh, in the clip of him on the set of Terminator Salvation. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> just being a public jerk, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <gasps> oh, that's, that, that was an upsetting time. <laughs> Anyway, um, he, yeah, so he kicks out his guests and he's left with the League of Shadows in his house and, uh, and that's when the grand plan is, is mm. revealed completely and that is that, yeah, yeah. they're going to release it, the toxin in the air because it can't be drunk. It has yeah. to be ingested, inhaled, inhaled so that's yeah. why they need the microwave emitter, yeah. which is what they stole earlier. And, well, this is what, so they're going to put the microwave emitter on it. So then they blow, they Run down the house and he gets trapped in and Alfred saves him. But then it's revealed that they're going to put the microwave emitter on a train because the train follows the utility pipes all through to Wayne Manor, which mm. is the centre. And then once it hits Wayne Manor, it'll... it'll tower. Yeah, Wayne Tower. Sorry, Wayne Tower. And once it hits Wayne Tower, it'll then... It'll affect the whole city. Why didn't they just hit Wayne Tower? Because they had to get a the- train. So that, I don't like that. They Why couldn't they... hire a van at that time of night. They needed to get so the microwave emitter. So they had to put the microwave emitter, turn it on in the in the gallows or wherever, the shallows. The, the narrows. The narrows. And then put it on a train and take it there. Why yep. couldn't they just take it there themselves? That's what I don't understand. The whole train thing was stupid. <laughs> he could have just hit the centre, yeah. Wayne Tower, and that would have been it. Yeah. Agreed. I didn't actually think of that. Oh, well, this is going to come. See? Yeah. Well, Finally, I've thought of something about the plan that you haven't thought of. it's at the docks, right? Like, it's, it's like the microwave emitter came in through the, on the docks. It still doesn't... And I guess... I think it is. They just didn't have a way to transport it there except for the train. And then I don't know why they turned it off. Yes, they would It's not that big. They can't hire a van. Like, it was in a crate. <laughs> it's really hard to hire a van. You need a local address. You need, like, three forms of ID. Mm. They're from the League of Shadows. Yeah. They don't have any, like... They don't have... Bills from Gotham. <laughs> You're that, right. That would have been, they have no other way of acquiring a van. That would have right. been Bruce Wayne's original role in their original plan where they wanted him on board. That's why he they needed been, him. Because yeah. he's got a video card and other things that yeah. local residents would like, have. Just unlock Wayne Manor and drop, drop well, this Wayne in. Tower, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, God. I guess we'll use the train, fine. Anyway, so yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It is, it is one of those, like, contrivances to, to be, like, so that we've got, like, a... Here's an endpoint that we have to stop things before, yeah. and so we can see a visual... Yeah. 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 So they want to explode the gas all over Gotham and Gotham's pores so that they will, like, destroy the city and bring yeah. it down. And they said that they originally tried to, like, destroy Gotham, find, like, economically, uh, but... Because his father, but Bruce Wayne's father, his charitable was just too much of a great philanthropist. Yeah, saved by philanthropy. (laughs) I think they said his his death like shocked everyone and bought Gotham a bit more time because people started like I guess like trying to give to charity more or whatever. Uh, But yeah, their plan is just to like. They like destroying cities that they view as corrupt. Constantinople and yeah. London. London, London, yeah. Oh, that's right. When things are doing well, they burn stuff. That's basically and then it. that city never has a problem ever again. No. Right, just they like, fixed everything just, like just by 
Yeah. So, so they do release the toxin in the narrows, and yeah. the narrows goes mental. And that's a, there's a cool scene where the scarecrow comes in on a horse, yeah, and the horse great. is breathing fire because the little boy because Joffrey's there and Joffrey's inhaled it. Yeah. Um, but Katie Holmes is with him, yeah. and she's actually pretty badass. And she she tries she, she just tries. teases him in the face. Yeah, but she you know she doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's cool. It's, it's good. like because you think after he comes up on his horse that. He's going to chase her around for 20 minutes or whatever. But I think she pretty much just tases him yeah, straight away. Like, yeah, and he's like, off. his horse like drags him behind <laughs> his back. It's, yeah. it's really, it's quite but funny. But then like, then all these, you know, nasty men from, mm. from Arkham are going to like, mm. I don't know, this gang raper or something. And then um, Batman saves well, it's, her. it's Batman. So you can't, you can't turn your back on those paws for one minute, for one second. Those poor people... You just get, you give them an inch, they take them a while. Well, the, there is actually that general kind of... Like, there's a weird message about that with this because as the Narrows is, has been mm. has been infected with the fear toxin, they keep talking about, oh no, they're going to get the rest of Gotham as well. Yeah. And there's this real sort of feeling of like, the poor people don't really matter as much. Like, oh no, yeah. they might get the rest of us. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the real people might yeah. be in trouble the, soon. You know, if that train gets to the inner city suburbs, yeah. our, our house prices are going to go through the floor. Right, yeah. <laughs> Can't we just, just keep it in the Narrows. In, the, then, in the ghetto, At yeah. the end of the movie, they're like, well, the Narrows is fucked, but... <laughs> yeah, right? Like, they don't like, give a shit about yeah, the Gaw- poor people. Gordon's <laughs> like, we lost the Narrows. Yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, there's people still, like, alive there. It's just, like, you, you don't care. It's, it's just, a shame we can't It's basically Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> You've redlined yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that's when he, he saves her and the boy, and uh, and he sa- and she says to him, um, who are you? Uh, you could die. And, she, and he says, it's not who I am underneath but what I do that defines me. Mm-hmm. And that's when she, she knows... Bruce, and he jumps off the ledge. <laughs> so hang on a minute, because in the second one... Um, she knows. She does know, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's not the same actress. But yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if they upgraded or downgraded there. I don't know. Yeah, it's... It's, it's, know. it's, it's cool. a kind of an easy role any actress could have played it. Like Kate Bosworth could have played that role. Mm. That would be a downgrade. <laughs> yeah, well, it would have been better than 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 Lois. Yes, yeah, because she's not a sink a boot into Kate Bosworth every episode. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so... So meanwhile, the train is going yeah. and, there, and there's... The, the suburbs next... are getting richer and richer, yeah, so exactly. tension is rising. <laughs> and then the water control room has some great exposition going yeah, on yeah. with oh, the old guy keeps thing. reminding us going, if it gets to here, then the whole thing's going to blow. I was like, I know. I'm yeah. looking at the same screen that yeah, you are. Yeah, I've pointed it out to you. <laughs> I, I brought this up. Yeah. Um, but I think that's in every Nolan movie. Like, there's just, like, two guys at the end who just have to, like talk about what's happening it's like mm. a narrator almost yeah a greek chorus yeah and um <laughs> as the train in this wing tower the water pressure is sparking along the mains <laughs> was that morgan freeman uh, yeah that's the morgan freeman okay. yeah. <laughs> no, that was his like that was his like you know narrator voice yeah, yeah. thanks Steph. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't doing a bit <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm tired you didn't yes and <laughs> Always yes and. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now I feel sick. We all love each other. Guys. I feel really Bye. sick. Okay, um, so we, <laughs> um, yeah. So then, uh, train fight. Train, train fight. Yes. You need to learn to watch your surroundings. Oh, another another callback. Another callback, which they keep calling back. They yep. call back twice. Mm. 
Um, first, he, call, he calls him back in the in the manner and the beam falls mm. on Bruce, but now this time Bruce gets the one up on him and says, you didn't mind your surroundings, old man. So here's you another... didn't check yourself, Bruce, and once again you have thus wrecked yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that sounded a little bit like Bane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, after that movie came out, like... Everyone. All of my impressions were, were just bane. Like yeah. it, it reset to like my default. Oh, voice. we'll do a bane. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't. We won't blow our bane load yet. <laughs> now this is this is where you can really see the the beginnings of what would become Taken and Liam Neeson's kind of bread and butter for the next few years. Yeah, yeah. This this was Liam Neeson's real, an action dude. Yeah. yeah, and especially like this is one where he's a real badass because he's going toe to toe with Batman, who is wearing full on bo- like military grade body armor. Mm. Liam Neeson is wearing a smart dinner jacket. Yeah, <laughs> and is like. Holding his own, like doing quite well. So yes, yeah. well he's and his then, master. Yeah, they yeah. start like sparring, and then he sees that Bruce Wayne has like copied the League of Shadows like sword guards on his like upper oh, hands, yes. and he's like, "You fucking piece! You ripped that straight off us! You <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. change it." He did, yeah. but this is uh, this came after um, Phantom Menace. So this is after this is. Oh, yeah, the, but he's not a badass. Oh, he's not an action <laughs> guy in that movie at yes, he all. Is. He's lazy no. as fuck. <laughs> scene at the end with the um, just gets stabbed where he gets oh, cut in half killed. but he still gets no, a few good bits of no, oh yeah sorry he's he's stabbed, yeah. does like nothing in no, the movie he's, he's I disagree so I mean he hits on Anakin's mum but like apart from that he, he also has a great big fight at the end Obi-Wan has a great big fight yeah. <laughs> that's fine that find him guys uh, he's sleepy I disagree but anyway this was a good fight scene for like the final bad and I kind of like the Batman movie fight, like the the finale fight scenes, because they they do try and put an effort to make it like I don't know tied into the thematic stuff a bit more than just two people just like beating the snot out of each mm. other. Um, but it's but it, they're in Dark Knight. There's not really an end fight scene. Yeah, that's why I really liked the end of Dark Knight because yeah. it was just different to like yeah. like in Superman Returns. I thought it was disappointing that it's just like them beating the crap yeah. out of each other. Whereas when Dark Knight, they they try and make it a bit different. Begins it is just kind of a fight scene, but mm. It, it was pretty good because uh, Liam Neeson, when he's finally defeated, is like, you still don't have the courage to kill me, or something like that. And Christian Bale's like, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. And then just like, Leaves. wing a jet. Mm, yeah. out, of, <laughs> out of the back There's of a cool the entrance. Like, he does it, yeah. But again, like at that point, you're pretty much killing your guy. Oh yeah, yeah. well this is, yeah, this is going to be another one of my he's full of shit things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That man earlier stabbed the train. Like he stabs the train controls. Yeah. And that and that means that, and there's a bit where he says, you, know, you still can't stop this train. He says, who says anything about stopping it? And it's like, and then, then he does the, yeah, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. He's created circumstances. I actually looked up, like, manslaughter laws <laughs> for this. Got manslaughter laws? Well, no. Okay, so maybe they're a bit more lenient in manslaughter. But, like, he's culpable for that death. He's <laughs> created circumstances oh, yeah. that result oh, totally. in Liam Neeson's death. Yeah. And then actively chose, when not he could have saved him, chose mm. not to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's at least manslaughter. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, so, I mean, yeah, but he's killed... But I mean, does he ever say I don't kill people? He never actually says that's that. That's like he's, he's always talking about Yeah, but it. that's what yeah. they all say. That's what almost all superheroes are like, I don't kill people, except like Deadpool. Oh. But like, but Batman clearly kills people all the time. Mm. There's in- that's the one one that is mm. sort of the, that and the Punisher. It's like they kill people. Now, Superman doesn't kill people. That one's way more of a, although, you know. That- I, think, I think with Superman, it's more so like he possesses so much power. That he 
can't is let itself merciful. cross that line. Yeah. And also, it's like, if you've got... It's sort of like power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Like, he has to keep himself on such a tight leash. Otherwise, he knows that, well, one, if he starts killing people, then nobody will trust him anymore. And people won't, like, look up to him as much. And two, like, who... You know, if he lets himself start doing that sort of stuff, where, where will he stop? Mm. Whereas with Batman, I think it is more just like... It's just kind of a bullshit code. And it doesn't yeah. really make sense, but... I don't think he thinks about it too much. That's what I mean. I don't. I I never had it that Batman was this like I don't kill. I mean, I know he doesn't generally, but it was. It's not like a rule. It is a feature in the Nolan movies though, because they do talk about it in the Dark Knight explicitly. Like they do say, you know, they're wise to your act. They know you got rules. Um, yeah, he's, he's holding yeah. up the mob boss um, Eric Roberts, and he says like, you know, the fall from this height wouldn't kill me. He says I'm counting on it. Mm. Drops him, breaks his leg. Yeah. There's a bit where, he's, where him and the Joker are in the interrogation room, and he says I have one rule. And he doesn't specify what that rule is, but it's it's made very clear. And then at the he's end, like, yeah. I don't kill people. And yeah. yeah, at the end, the joke is like, we're gonna keep doing this forever because you won't kill me. You won't yeah. kill me, and I and you're too much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, well, so, anyway, I feel, I can picture him like setting up these elaborate Rube Goldberg machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I did would definitely kill you, but he doesn't turn them on. I didn't. So, yeah. As yeah, long I as did. he's like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't kill you. The batarang killed you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be pretty clear. Guns, yeah. guns don't kill people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess he, you know, he, he's he's defeated, he's a bad guy, but his mansion has been destroyed. Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty funny headline where they're like, Batman saves city and it's like, drunken billionaire burns down house. Yes, yeah. So he, um, his house is burnt down and, and really the, the, the movie kind of ends, you know, what, with him and Alfred and Rachel walking through rubble. Yeah, yep. And, I'm going to rebuild it brick by brick. And it's where Rachel does that, says the thing that... Um, and I'm trying to think what other superheroes say say this to. Where, oh, where like your mask yeah, is the your thing Yeah, your mask in real is society. the thing, is yeah. the real you. But, um, I mean, that's kind of Superman as well, mm. where, the, where Superman mm. is the real, the real person and Clark Kent is the disguise. Mm. <sighs> uh, I don't know. I mean... Did that ring true for you? I I feel like she, that that didn't quite ring true for me. That 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 Batman is his true self because it, yeah. it's not. He, he, he it never three, was. He has three it, personas in this. He has public Bruce. He has Batman, and he has real Bruce. Real Bruce yeah. which is the, and that's the guy we spent most of the movie. I with, think yeah. I yeah. think the Batman, like his persona, Batman, is something that he ultimately does shed by the end. That's of That's like, what the I mean. I don't. That's what I mean. But it's I never what, the real him. But what she's right about is that it's like. An obsession. Yeah, so, and it's dominating at yeah, that time. It's like, well, it's like an addiction. It's like Batman has just like consumed his life yeah. and doesn't leave room for like anything else. And it's it's not a healthy thing. No, no. Oh, totally. And that's why. Yeah, and that that makes total sense. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then at the end, he uh, is having another rooftop meeting with Commissioner Gordon, and this is kind of one of the best parts of the movie. Mm, yeah, um, where. It's, you know, set up for the Dark Knight because yeah. the Joker is set up. A mm. serial killer who leaves a calling card and it's a Joker card. Yeah. And yeah. also uh, the theme of escalation where he's talking yeah. about, like, you know, just by being Batman, you're going to cause, like, more problems ultimately than you fix because people are going to... Yeah, it's just going to it's just going to escalate the things. The theatricality yeah. of mm. it is going to become more... Um, yeah. No, look, I, I really love this movie. I think... Is it... 
That Joker moment was awesome in 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was coming. No. I hadn't heard about that at all. No one had spoiled that for me. No. And yeah, that was a real the genuine well, surprise. Well, I remember like, ge- being genuinely surprised at the twists of this movie in general. Yeah. Like mm. being surprised that it was Liam Neeson was Ra's al Ghul. Mm. Which I guess maybe was a little bit naive of me at the time. But I definitely fell for it at the time. And was like, oh shit, he's the bad guy. Like, yeah, it was... Cool. Yeah, I, I loved it at the time, and I still I think it holds up really, really, really well. Oh, yeah, it holds up exceptionally well. Um, I mean, there are parts, uh, and I I said this at the time when The Dark Knight came out. I there were times where I really think Batman Begins is stronger. I think because, like I said before, it's such a good origin story. It really nails the origin and nailing the motivation behind someone, so that we totally buy why this guy would dress up as a bat. And that's no mean feat. Like, the fact that that does that is incredible. So... I think it's the most cohesive single movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I think... Kyle, you're quite a big fan of the third one. Yeah, I love the third one. Yeah, and that is... I, I'm, I like it. I think you're probably the one that doesn't like them. Uh, not, I don't You just made it. a funny face. Yeah, I, I was thinking that's going to be an interesting episode when we get well, to it's that. Well, it's, it's the hardest one to talk Yeah, off. right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think mean, everyone admits that, even the people who like it. Yeah. Say that it's probably like not it. as strong as the first and the second. But the reason I really love it is because it does something that only really movies can do with Batman, which is that it has him grow out of it and discard it. And... Obviously, the comics are never going to be able to do that because they're going to need to keep telling these mm. stories again and again and again. They're going to keep Bruce Wayne locked in this like same pattern again and again. And yeah, it's something with a movie like you can put a book into it. Yeah, and you can say you know at the end he did actually heal from his unhealthy fixation on grief and like yeah. his own sort of like mm. fetishization of like grief and mm. then and and finally like grow beyond it and get a bit of peace. Yeah, that is even true. even though his piece is with a woman that he dresses up in his mother's like jewelry <sighs> and clothes, but I mean, you can't you can't cure all of the Freudian elements in one go. I mean, he's but, obviously going to still need some sessions, but it's a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I completely agree, and I guess that's part partly also because those three movies were so lovely and self-contained and. A perfect, in a way, a perfect trilogy. Um, it's kind of why the Dawn of Justice is so annoying too. It's like we don't need him back yet. Like no. we don't need it. I don't care if it's Ben Affleck or who it is. We don't need back to see Batman yet again. Mm. Like give it some time and let it be rebooted properly in like another 10, 20 years. Um, because those movies are going to be so hard to beat. Like let another generation deal with it. Don't. Don't shoehorn him into Superman. Like I just feel that that's what's bothering me about it because it's it's not so much it's not so much as I'm sick of reboots. If it's if it's a, a good reboot and it needs to happen, then good do it. But not when they don't need to. Like mm. they really don't need to with these because we just had a great trilogy. Well, they're talking about a new Batfleck trilogy. Yeah, if, mm. uh, Dawn yeah. it's just works not. Out. He's going to direct one of them oh, or God. possibly all of them. Well, at least they'll be. I mean, he's a good director. Um, he's okay. I think he's a bit overrated, to be honest. But yeah, I don't know. Um, so, should we rate the plan quickly? Or we're oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's let's quickly rate the plan. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you've made me do a huge one eighty on it uh, because originally I was like, this plan's actually pretty good. Razal Gul, Razal Gul. He's got the resources. 
puts a lot of work into the actual construction of it. He's got he's got some plan Bs. He's got he's hired good men. Uh, they work efficiently. They work well as a team. Uh, he's done all his background research. Uh, you know, and he's, he's tried the economic angle. Now he's going to try a new angle. It's like made he's all his tenacious. connection with the with the yeah with the mob. Uh, and then it was only really Batman at the end that only just kind of like managed to thwart him. But the plan itself was still solid. But now that you mentioned the train thing, yeah, that is it's a big that's call. a pretty big weak link. Also, everyone's just going to be scared. Like, won't <laughs> yeah. they just stay inside and huddle in a corner and no. be terrified? Like, no, 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 because they're not just that. It's not just people getting scared. It's poor people getting scared. Right. That's, Therefore, that's the they're going to riot and kill each other and yeah. eat each other alive. It's basically like that. It's when people were doing bath salts and become zombies. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just people are going to start eating each other's faces and other. rage each other to but death. But I mean, if you yeah. look at the, the League of Shadows other plans, like, they burnt down Rome, they burnt down London, mm. uh, both with just, like, using fire. So yeah. with this, you know, Gotham, they're trying something... Trying something a bit more sophisticated. Quite cruel, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, it oh, is an aw- it's an awful idea, like, that we're just going to mm. make. And hang on a minute. How different is it to Bane's plan in the third one? I mean, I don't want to talk about that movie too much, but isn't it kind of essentially the same thing? Take control, Gotham. Like, isn't yeah. basically he's saying, riot, your government is stupid, and, like, well, they are essentially kind of the same mm. villain. But... It's essentially the same plan. Well, I think Bane's Bane's thing, like, he was paying lip service to the League of Shadows, but he just wanted to destroy Gotham purely to get a personal vendetta back on Bruce. Yeah. Uh, Whereas Liam Neeson, I think, did believe his own bullshit. Like, I think he did believe that the League of Shadows were doing necessary work, even though it is kind of like... Well, it's kind of like an exaggeration of Batman, because, like, Batman's just punching criminals in the face one-on-one, and then the League of Shadows is like... The nuclear option for that. So the through line between all th- in the trilogy, Batman's greatest enemy is chaos. Is chaos? Like what? It, what is it that like that, that unites all of the villains across the three movies, and, and that is his big. Like he hates cr- crime and the cause of crime being like he never goes. Let's like reinvest in like sort of education and health services well, he to does, prevent at the, crime. At the very end of the third one, is like, okay, well, I'm just going to put all of my millions of dollars into, like, this... Yeah, it was, like, the, that orphanage, yeah. I think, specifically, but also other things. Like, I think Michael Caine even tells him flat out, and in, in the third movie, is like, you're a millionaire, there are so many better ways that you can fight crime and make the city better, other yeah. than just, like, dressing up as a weirdo and, and punching people in the face. So, but, so, in these movies, the Evil is represented by people who believe in violence and chaos as an ends. Is that, I mean, essentially, is that what we're meant, you know, that the League of, whether it's the League of Shadows, whether it's Joker, whether it's um, Bane, like it's this idea that chaos and cruelty is good? I think, I think the one sort of common element I can think of between those three is that they all um, don't believe in humans. They don't think people are worth anything. They don't, they they all think that um, people are inherently corrupt, uh, and because the 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 Joker kind of has that thing where he wants everyone to get involved with what he's doing with the ships. So he's trying to blow mm. them up, and they um because most of what he does is like I feel like the Dark Knight is mostly about order versus chaos, but I don't yeah. think the League of Shadows are about creating chaos. I think I think are they? no, because I they, think it's about eradication. Yeah. Of- in their mind, they're actually returning things to order. 
Mm. They, so, that's what they yeah, think they're they've doing. got the thing about when a society gets too corrupt yeah. then yeah. the only way to yeah. fix it is to just meteor strike on mm. the corrupt yeah, part okay. but like the common thing, then it's yeah. not a very good plan because yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Right. but yeah the common thing I can see is that, that um, Batman inherently believes that there is good in people yeah. and that they will that they will do the right thing and everyone seen, everyone, all these villains at least in the Nolan movies seem to think no people are shit yeah, <laughs> just people are rubbish. You know, let's let's fuck with them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Look, anyway, yeah. it's not a great plan because of the because of the train aspect. Yeah, yeah. that's why didn't they just bomb the middle? Yeah, I don't quite understand that. But otherwise, it, yeah, you're, I agree. Everything else is pretty solid. I mean, he yeah, he, you know, he they infiltrate really every well, level of infrastructure, which is really you know yeah pretty in- interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I loved I love this movie. Thanks Good for movie. choosing it. Oh, you're welcome. Good movie. We're, we're not going to... I can preview next week is not going to be as good. <laughs> oh, wait. Is this coming after before, this one. before Fury? No, no, no. But the one I'm going to choose is not good. Ooh, oh. Look forward to that. Yeah. Yes. Um, should we do some plugs real quick? Yeah, we should do some plugs real quick. Okay. Should I go first? Yes. yes. All right. Uh, I'm an improviser. You can see me do improvised Shakespeare called Sooth Players. You can see upcoming shows for that at soothplayers.com. And I've also just been uh, made part of a thing with Improv Conspiracy called Fresh Blood. So we'll be doing fortnightly shows uh, very soon. So you can go to improvconspiracy.com and see when the upcoming uh, shows are for that. Woohoo! Cool. Um, you can hear me uh, coming back in late January on um, 3MBS, uh, 103.5 FM in Victoria or online, 3MBS.org.au. I'm on Saturday mornings. Uh, with a show called Arts Weekly, highlighting um, some great Melbourne and Victorian art and music, uh, and support local radio. And I've got another podcast that I do with a friend of mine called Michael, uh, called Last Stop to Nowhere, uh, which is on strange and funny stories from Australian history. Uh, you can get that on laststoptonowhere.com. And we're going to have some new episodes out, hopefully, in January. Cool. And you can follow Tights Camera Action on Twitter at TCA Pod. We're also on Facebook. Yep. Yep. And and just yeah, follow us and tell us if you want us to do a movie. We'd we'd happily take requests. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah. Better, throw some suggestions at us. Throw some light. Give us a thumb. Yeah, throw <laughs> us a thumb. Yep. <laughs> can it. you please do a bit of your Michael Caine to send us off? Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on. God. Just right. yes. the, the Wayne Legacy is more than bricks and mortar. The Wayne Legacy. He's more than bricks and mortar, so. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty That's good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yay! We did it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.